now listening to a Sound Tower Network podcast. Welcome to Temple Tantrums, where mainly we're here for the vibes. We're going to get into the news with my take on it, of course. And then we're going to sit down and have conversation with friends as we have conversation to help shape our culture. So come on and chill with your favorite tantrumer and let's get into this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Temple Tantrums. Um, I took a break last week. I was supposed to be here, but unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I went out for a girlfriend's birthday, Um, a girlfriend, a good girlfriend from high school to celebrate her 31st birthday, and y'all, let's accept the fact that we're old now, okay? I'm accepting it, you know, I'm at my big age of 31. I cannot hang how I used to. And even though I was doing well with just my beer, that shot of Casamigos, baby, had me in bed all day. So I want to apologize for not being able to come to y'all. I felt so irresponsible. Um, I hadn't had a situation like that in forever. And so once again, my bad, y'all. Thank y'all, you know, for continuing to tune in and things of that nature. Um, Some changes, though. Um, I am not recording at the dugout today. I am actually recording from my office, um, with the new year right around the corner and everyone's schedules all over the place. And, you know, we all have children. Um, I'm not recording at the dugout at this time. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to the guys because as you guys know, they have been like a phenomenal part of my pod, um, my growth, helping me like, you know, figure it out and being people to, you know, be there to help me bounce ideas off of them and things of that nature, you know, get my feet, my feet wet. And I appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? They've actually, they're spearheading their projects in music. Um, brother Kurt actually has a project coming out New Year's Eve called The Standard. So make sure you guys tune into that, download that on all streaming platforms. And while Brother Mitchell, you know, he prefers to be more in the background and just do like the audio engineering stuff, he raps as well. So make sure you guys tune into his music, Mr. Joey Mitch. Uh, he can be found on Spotify. Um, but yeah, once again, shout out to them. Thank I want to thank them. I can't thank them enough because you know they gave me the opportunity in there, and I'm I'm still with the Sound Tower Network. Just because I'm not recording in their studio doesn't mean that they're we've parted ways. But I think we are actually all headed in a direction where you know it will be tougher for me to get in the studio, and so I just want everyone to be used to you know me recording in my office. From now on, I'm actually going to be turning this place into a studio. That was my goal when I first moved into my new apartment was that I was going to get the little foam, you know, pieces for the walls. And so like, you know, we're going to we're going to get it together. We're going to get it together. But once again, shout out to them, Um, you know, much love to them and everything that they've done. You know, what I'm saying shout out to the dugout on 4818 West Wolfram. Still go over there and get your sounds right period because let me tell you something they got the hookup and they got the hookup for 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 low you know what i'm saying so make sure you go over there and of course one day you're gonna hear their voices on the pod with me again i'm gonna be honest with y'all this is gonna be a different episode this is gonna be really different um 
we're going to get into some things. We're going to get into some things and I'm I'm, I'm excited for where I'm headed. I'm excited for what I'm doing. I'm excited about this new growth that I'm experiencing. Um, My mind has been in just a different place and I know now what I actually want to do. I know actually now the message I want to convey, you know, and, um, but before I get into all of that, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank y'all again for tuning in. I want to thank y'all for listening every week, um, for the people that, you know, consistently listened, who shared, who tells people to listen to my podcast. I appreciate y'all so much. Um, it's been an interesting journey. As y'all know, this is my, you could call it my third podcast and then, like I'm going to hint later, this is probably going to be, there's going to be a fourth, um, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to get into more detail on that later. But once again, thank you to everyone who's been supportive of me because, you know, it's been an interesting journey. I've had an interesting couple years and, um, the person that I'm seeing at the end of that is just, I, I, it's beautiful, you know? So let's get into these changes that I'm hinting about. So as y'all know, your girl is shaking some shit up. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a new journey to find the new Brianna, healthier Brianna, real Brianna, you know, if you will. I've spoken on this before, but you know, I've, I've cut back on smoking. Um, at first I was going to cut it out completely, but then I realized I didn't, I, I, weed isn't bad. I don't view it as a negative aspect. However, the way I was using it was not conducive to my health. Um, was not conducive to my progress because, you know, when you do nothing but smoke, you're only going to want to do one of three things. You're only going to want to sleep. You're only going to want to eat and you're only going to want to fuck. That is it, you know, and those three things aren't terrible, but they have their time in their place. And so, you know, I was just smoking every day and please do not misconstrue my words. I wasn't fucking every day, but I was definitely just eating and sleeping. It went on my days when I was just going on my binges of having two, three blunts, you know what I mean? In one session. And I mean, by myself, I wasn't even smoking with other people. And so, um, I will back, go back to engaging in it recreationally. I just had to see that I was able to cut back and the fact that I was able to just stop, even though at one point I thought I needed it because like I spoke on before, I used to have, um, my temperament used to be really bad and I felt that. I needed it so that I could carry on my day so I wouldn't lash out, so I wouldn't react a certain way, so I would always stay calm. But since I've started praying more and asking for more direction from God, um, I found that I don't need the weed to do that. And so the, the need to do it every day, every hour is no longer with me. And I hope that, you know, I'll be able to benefit from that. And I was, I was so proud of myself that I was able actually able to do that because like I said before, I was doing it heavy. I was going through a zip a week, y'all, a zip a week. And that was in the height of when exotic kind of first came on the scene. So I was spending 250 to $300 a week. First of all, that pandemic money had me fucked up. <laughs> Cause I could have been saving that, you know what I'm saying? Like it could have went to something so different and hindsight is so crazy. Cause I definitely could have been using that money for other types of things. But here I am today. So proud of myself. And the same is to be said with my drinking. Um, anyone who knows me, um, knows that for a while, my drinking was heavy. 
my drinking was intense. I was drinking rum and Cokes as early as 10 a.m. <laughs> 10 a.m., y'all, every day. And it was hell, to say the least. I'm not even going to lie to you. And a huge reason I was engaging in these vices um, so heavily, if I had to be very transparent, very honest, was due to a lot of personal things that I had going on. Um, one being an abortion um, that I had, you know, early last year. And it was something that I struggled with um, admitting. And even now it can be tough to talk about because if you know me, you know that I'm anti. Now I'm not, I'm not anti-pro-choice, but I am anti making loose decisions, making wild decisions, you know. Um, and then at the same time, who wants to abort my partner's baby. I was, I was married at the time and I didn't know why I had to do that. I didn't know, I didn't know why that needed to take place. I didn't want to do it. Um, it was something I did, ended up doing by myself, um, after being asked to do it. And so like, I really have been dealing with that decision for a while. And, um, so I learned that I want to develop more healthier coping mechanisms to coping mechanisms to deal with, you know, trauma like that. You know, I went through health complications. You know, I was one of those ones. I was the, 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 I was the 1%, you know what I'm saying? That experience like extra bleeding, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and my body, she's just now getting back to normal as far as like my cycles and stuff like that. And I know this is probably TMI to some people, but you know, we got to talk about the, the backlash that comes with some of these procedures, you know, everyone's always just like, Oh, get an abortion plan B's, you know what I'm saying? But you know, we don't talk about what happens to your body when you do this, that decision it's, it's been with me for a long time. You know, it has some lasting effects on my body physically and mentally. And so, um, I just knew I wanted to, but I knew I wasn't handling it right. I knew I wasn't handling that properly. And so now I just want to make sure that I am, you know, handling things in a more proper way in a more mature way, if you will. And don't get me wrong. It wasn't just the abortion that had my mind in all sorts. Um, this past June, actually my youngest son, AKA baby son, AKA the meltdown King, because he tried it this weekend. He was actually, I had him evaluated and he was diagnosed with um, stage three autism, which is considered one of the most severe cases due to him being nonverbal. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow um, because as a mom, you're always gonna worry about how life for your child will be and how he'll function and will be treated, you know, when you leave this world. You know, because, you know, right now I am his soundboard right now. I am, you know, his voice. I dealt with that for a while. I dealt with uh, accepting his situation and things of that nature. And thank goodness I was able to get him an ABA. Everyone says I, I got him an ABA early and kudos to me then. You know what I'm saying? But um, that was something that I was handling and I'm still handling it. Make no mistake. You know, autism does not be cured or be handled overnight. This is going to be an ongoing battle. And I just want to make sure, you know, I, I want to be mentally right for my son. My divorce was finalized this past September. 
Um, you know what? If I had to be very honest with y'all, that was probably the most one of the most toxic situations I could have been in. And that's not me placing blame on anyone. Um, I feel like there's enough blame to go around as to why that didn't work out and why that went down the way it did. Um, but I will also say that that relationship did put me through a lot mentally as well. So, so let, let, let's look at it, right? So from the last recap of my two years, I've had a failed marriage. I've had an abortion. I found out my youngest was special needs. You know, it's a no-brainer that you're going to adopt some some shitty ways to cope mentally with all that you're going through. Um, I wasn't in therapy. You know, love my friends, but, you know, they weren't necessarily the best people maybe to come to with my shit because sometimes your friends are just going to tell you things you want to hear. Sometimes they're just going to say just whatever. Sometimes they're just going to match your toxic levels. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and that's the truth. And so um, I actually had one friend. I had one friend. She called me out. She said, Brianna, you got to stop with the drinking every day and the smoking every day and getting on the internet talking about that shit. Like, and I am going to shout out to you, Kia. I love you, girl, because, you know. She's originally my ex's friend, but, you know, she's actually been a great person that um, she's given me just the feedback I needed. She gave me the insight I needed. She told me I was fucking up. You know what I'm saying? She could see it. She's, she's, she knew what I was dealing with as well, though, you know, um, as far as like she was probably the only one who knew about the abortion before I started telling my family, before I kind of started opening up and telling my other friends and stuff like that. But yeah, like y'all, like I adopted some, some, some bad habits. It was the drinking, the smoking, um, the internet, being on the internet, you know what I'm saying? The way I was carrying on in public, the way I was engaging with men, I was fucking people. I had no business fucking, you know, I had no boundaries. I lacked self-esteem. I had no real love for myself. And I didn't like who I saw in the mirror. Like, I, I knew I knew that wasn't me, you know? But I didn't know how to get myself out of it. And I just started going to therapy so she can help me unpack a lot of the things that I've dealt with, you know, starting from childhood trauma to teenage to early adult, you know? And so I want to say, before I go any farther, it's okay to admit that you're not okay. It's okay if you need the extra assistance, you know? Like, when you see yourself going down a certain path, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think for me, it was it, it was the fucking people I ain't had no, no business fucking. That's what that was. And because... I realized I had gotten back down to that point of letting, of releasing shit through my body and allowing people to have access to my body that I knew I was back down to ground zero. And, you know, it was before my 31st birthday, birthday, birthday. One thing I'm going to learn in 2022 is how to enunciate better. 
I don't know what happened to me. I used to be a better speaker than this, but whatever. <laughs> it was before my 31st birthday when I actually saw who I was becoming, when I actually saw what I was doing, that I just said, no, no, I don't, I don't like the direction in which I'm headed. You know, when I had my last guest on my show, Miss Boom, Miss Rashonda, her name is not Boom no more. It's Mitchum. I'm so sorry, uh, Kelly. Don't kill me. I know she married to you. Um, when I had my last, my last guest on the show, Miss Rashonda Mitchum, and how she spoke about wanting to pour into people, um, and how she wanted to like be like a mentor. I honestly never resonated with the message, you know, so much because when I think about how I've moved. Like I talk about my lack of boundaries, my lack of self-esteem, my lack of self-worth. When you realize all the shit that you allow because you didn't have any standards, when you didn't love yourself um, to the fullest like you should have, you know, when you start to understand and you want to start to change, I said, okay, so I understand I want to grow, but I also want to put out messages to other young women, to other people so they can grow with me. You know what I mean? Like. I want to be a person who puts out good, puts out positivity. And, um, and so that's going to bring me now next to my big announcement. Temple tantrums. Um, this will be the last episode that I produce under temple tantrums. Um, (laughs) my new baby. And, and here's the thing. The name, not going to lie, it's a little controversial, right? First first glance, you're going to be like, what the fuck? What is she doing? But when you understand what I'm trying to do, well, just listen to me. And when you follow with what I'm trying to say, it's going to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Retired Side Hoe Podcast. That is going to be my next project. That is going to be my next show. And before you laugh or snicker or think that this will be a podcast where we kiki about bullshit like that, or we glamorize being a side bitch, please understand it's going to be anything but that. Like I said before, I had gotten back to a point where I was dealing with people I had no business dealing with. I had gotten myself to a point again, because this isn't, this isn't the first time y'all have heard me kind of hint at it. Um, in earlier episodes, you've heard me joke about it, but this wasn't the first time that I've been in this place. You know what I mean? That I had allowed myself to be misused, my body to be misused. But like I said on that last episode, when I was stating how, you know, I'd actually mustered up the courage to cut this person off and X, Y, Z. I, I remember saying to myself, because we were talking about red flags, if you guys remember that episode with Harley, I said, if you don't want to be a side bitch, Brianna, then just don't be a side bitch. It hides, it, it's very simple. <laughs> it's a very simple concept. And so it took me a while to understand that because, you know, like I said, I was at a low point in my life. I wanted to feel something. I was getting attention. It was temporary attention, but it was better than feeling lonely. It was better than feeling lonely, but at, at the detriment of my mental health and now my self-love and my self-worth, 
Because now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm getting, you know, piped down nice. But this person's not staying with me. This person's not trying to provide for me. This person's not trying to do anything for me. But I allowed this. Yeah, they're shitty for, for coming into my life, knowing I'm a good person or whatever. But I, I allowed it. You know what I mean? And I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. So I had to actually look within and identify my in within myself what I needed to change. How could I say that I loved me, but I was letting somebody play in my face, you know? So I had to do some restructuring. I needed to develop a whole new mindset. I needed to develop a whole new attitude, you know? And as I'm adopting this new mindset, I said, Brie, I want our podcast, our platform to produce inspirational, beneficial, motivational messages, you know? And while I feel like the interviews that I was having on Brianna and Friends, they do that. They do that. But the name Temple Tantrums doesn't embody growth, doesn't embody change. It doesn't show any change, you know? And I, and I want to attract the people who are going through something, you know? I want to attract that girl who has probably did some things in the past and now she doesn't feel like she's worthy of true love. No, I want to talk to that young lady because that's not true. We've all made some mistakes. We've all fucked up, you know? I want to be able to show people that you can transform that former person. I want to be able to show people that you can you can be different. You can be better. As long as you're willing to identify it and call it out and fix it, it can be done. And for the most part, all of my guests started out on interesting paths. They all started out on interesting paths. They weren't, they weren't always in the best space, personally, spiritually, mentally, but they turned that shit around. And that's what I want to show people, that you can turn that shit around. Don't let your circumstances define you. Especially when you know you're meant for something greater, something more. If you are out there, I know you don't want to be a thug forever, boo. I know you don't want to be a side hoe forever. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. You know what I mean? Like, one thing I learned, one thing I learned is that people actually watch what the fuck I'm doing. So why not put out something good? Why not put out, you know, that message to these young ladies, these young girls? I remember what it was like not having no self-esteem, not having no self-worth. You allow a lot. You allow a lot. And that same goes for young men. When you think you're not great or where you don't have people pouring into you, you think you're just, you know, good for the streets. I ain't going to make 25 anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to change your whole mindset. You got to change the the entirely the way you think and how you approach life and how you view yourself because you know the minute you start viewing yourself as something more you're gonna see you're gonna attract better you will attract better and uh, it's gonna be beautiful to see beautiful to experience so when I came up with the retired side hoe name I said you know what I gotta tell my mom because she actually started to listen to the podcast a little bit. And so when I told her, she did what any typical Jehovah Witness mom 
would do or any regular mom. Okay. I'm not even going to put that all on the witnesses. What any mom would say, Brianna, what about your job? You have two boys who will grow up and hear that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so controversial. And I immediately, I let her know that I am not here to kiki about the shit that I've done because it's not funny. You know, I'm not here to just swap out stories with fellow side, you know, chicks. Absolutely not. I'm here to share stories of growth and transformation. I'm here to help that young, that young lady understand how her lacking self-love and boundaries is what's allowing this to happen. I'm here to create positive change. I told her to trust me. And she told me that she did. After she heard me out, she said, okay. She said, you know, you had me a little worried there. I said, mom, please. I'm not that person who's out there trying to ruffle feathers. I'm actually not here to expose. Um, if any of the men ever listen to this podcast, don't worry, boo. Your name's not going to be dropped. I'm not here to shake up your shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just here to create something different, baby. And unfortunately, um, having lack of self-esteem, self-worth, and shit like that, I can speak to that. <laughs> I can speak to that a um, hundred times over. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, with my mom's blessing on the new name and the rebrand, um, this will be the last episode under Temple Tantrums. I feel like I said that already, but you're hearing it again. You know, as far as the format goes, I'm going to keep the interview portion because, like I said, I love my guests and they have such great stories that everyone can learn from and benefit from. So, of course, that part is not going away. Brianna and Friends is here to stay. Um, but as far as that entertainment section, baby, that is getting nixed. Listen, I get entertained based off of what is going on in society or celebrity, pop culture. That It'd be entertaining. However, we have enough people out there speaking to that. We've got enough people out there giving their two cents. My two cents, it's, it's not, it's not valued there. It's not going to be valuable. That's not giving, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to change up the format. Definitely. Um, beginning of the episodes will be more theme based, you know what I'm saying? Circled around growth and healing because that's what we doing over here. Remember, that's all we're going to do. We are growing. We are healing. We are transforming ourselves, changing, transitioning into our new cells, our cells that have purpose, you know, a lot of people. And if you haven't found your purpose yet, that's okay. That's all right. You know, for some, it happens overnight. For me, you know, I mean, this person now that you hear before you see before you definitely took about three months in the making, you know, that's when I could see that I wanted to do something different, produce something different was back in like September, October. And so, um, but you know, it's not, it's, you do have to go through things to learn who you want to be and what you want to give the world. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, y'all, you know what I'm saying? So retired side home will be coming to you. Um, I'm going to do February of 2020. You know, I know that is February is like the month of love to me, you know, since it's Valentine's day, but it's black history month. And so I want to start, that's going to be coming. Yeah. This upcoming February. Um, once again, if you want to come on the show, share your story, talk about, you know, how you transformed yourself, how you changed your ways for the better things of that nature. Because like I said before, I learned that people are watching me 
And you never know who will hear what you've experienced, what you've went through, and they'll be inspired to do something else with their life. You know what I mean? And like, who wouldn't want to be an inspiration? I would, I would, I would, I would love for someone to say, you know what, Brianna, what you said the other day really inspired me to really like stop doing this, stop doing that, because these are positive qualities I'm pushing out here. And who wouldn't want to hear that someone adopted your positive quality, your positive message? You know, everybody, you know, everybody want to be funny. Everybody want to be a goofball. It's cool. And I ain't got nothing against funny because I'm still going to be fucking funny. Oh, trust and believe. Are there just some things I won't joke about? I'm never going to gloat about, you know, that past life that I lived because it wasn't, it, it got me nowhere. It got me nowhere. So yeah, guys. So that's going to be new. So that's going to be the new situation. Um, retired side hoe. You know what I'm saying? I hope that you guys will tune into that one. I got to do a whole new logo. I got to, I'm, I'm not going to change my podcast Instagram page. If anything, I'm just going to rename it and take down that old um, promo, the old marketing materials, because I'm, I'm not creating a new page. That is such a process and getting people inviting them and all that good stuff. No, ain't got time. So yes, retired Saiho will be coming to you this upcoming February. I really hope that you guys tune in. I really hope that people want to come on the show and really just sit and talk to me and we can all just, you know, break these generational curses. We can talk to our youth. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the children are our future for real. Did y'all not listen to Whitney Houston? We got to think about what we're putting out here. These kids out here, they gonna listen. We're going to be old one day and they're going to be running the world. So let's, 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 let's set them up for success. Some of us have some dope enough stories, passionate stories, crazy enough stories that people can learn from. People can definitely take away from us. We actually have some powerful voices. I said, you know what? I want to start believing in my voice as well. Because at first, you know, I didn't think that I would have anything to say that people would want to listen to. But no, fuck that. Especially if it's something positive. Especially if it's something that's, you know, promoting good. I'm definitely going to put that out. I hold off on the foolishness from time to time. <laughs> so without further ado, we're going to get into our Brianna and Friends segment. Um, And yeah. I'm excited, guys. I hope you guys are excited. But now we're going to get into our Brianna and Friends segment. And I also, I want to preface by saying this segment is actually pre-recorded. And it was done via Zoom. So the sound quality will be different. Just wanted to give that warning um, to any, you know, haters I may have out there. Be like, oh, she didn't even got her sound right. Listen, like, you do what you can. You know what I'm saying? And this person, you know, they they don't live in Chicago anymore. They, ch- they changed up on a nigga. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's get into our Brianna and Friends segment. All right, welcome everybody to Brianna and Friends. On this segment, we have music artist and author Ronald Lee in the house. Um, Ronald is a Chicago native who now resides in Houston, Texas with his wife and two children. Um, he is the author of the book Transform a Nation, in which he speaks on his background and how he wants to help break generational curses and help change the mindsets of our youth. So once again, welcome to the show, Ronald. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. You know, I always um, I always say my John Hope friends, they celebrities now. I'd be like proud. <laughs> I'd be proud to know y'all. Now I'm proud of what y'all doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've had, uh, I had Anthony on the show 
I know y'all okay. probably Shout know him as Puff. Puff. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, Rika's been on the show a couple times. So I want to say thank you again for for coming, you know. Definitely. My peoples. Yeah. Gotta come show up for my peoples. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I was reading your book. I was reading your book, Transform okay. a Nation. I want to start there if you don't mind. Um, and I just want to say I do, I love that book. Um, because oh, in the book, you speak about wanting to be an agent of change. And Definitely. I just think that I, I I like that because you don't really hear too many people who want to be agents of change. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like we definitely need more people um, in our community who want to, you know, put out that positive so we can see positive outcomes. And so I just want to put that out there. Um, in your mission to help reshape, uh, you said that that started after you got incarcerated the second time, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was, um, so I went to prison for the first time when I was 17. They came and got me out of, out of, out of high school. I was in John Hope. So I, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Okay, I said, and then it said that it happened on my birthday. It said November sixteenth. I said, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, not this man got arrested on my birthday. But um, yeah. what was and, that um, process like for you? So um, pretty much the first time I was seventeen, it was my senior high school. Um, I got convicted for armed robbery, and ultimately they ended up giving me 10 years, and I did four and a half years off of that and came home. But I never really changed my mindset when I was inside the first time. I kind of just was, I was real young and still immature in a lot of ways, and um, I had never really, like, began the process of holding myself accountable for for the role that I played in my action. I was still kind of pointing the finger at everybody. So I came home and I was only out for four months, like went right back to the same neighborhood, same friends, doing the same thing pretty much. And um, stayed out four months and got got locked up again. And that's really when I like began to change my life and started to hold myself accountable because at that point I was like, I can't keep on blaming everybody else at this point. Like I'm, I'm kind of wrong now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to really, that's when I really started dealing with myself and um, started doing that like internal work, that soul searching and figuring out like what was the root of my issues and why did I think it was okay to rob people and ride around with guns and game banging? Like, why did I think that was okay? Why did I accept that lifestyle and just kind of really started doing a lot of reflecting? Mm-hmm. And ultimately just that time, that two years of being away that second time is what really set me up for everything that I'm doing today. It just kind of gave me some time to really reflect and figure out who I was as a young man. And um, instead of what, like, everybody told me I was or instead of going off what society told me I was, I kind of found out who I was as a man. And so it was a dark experience, but it was a very um, enlightening experience throughout it all. Okay. I can, I can imagine. I can imagine. I know you have said in your book how, you know, that second time, you know, was your most reflective and how you started mm-hmm. praying. Like, was that like yeah. new? Like, did were you into praying and stuff like that before? Was that hard to like kind of start doing? No, it, I had never prayed nothing before at all. Really, like, sincerely or genuinely prayed. I mean, maybe if like my auntie or grandma or somebody took me to church and 
you know, it's prayer time or something like that. Or But as far as like really sitting down, praying and, and talking to God, like building that interpersonal relationship with, with, with my God, like I had never did that before. So it was just a time where the first 10 months of me being in there, I was in like solitary confinement. So I just had a lot of time to myself. And um, I just, I ain't really had nobody else to, to talk to but God, okay. honestly. And that just led to me doing just a lot of prayer and a lot of deep meditation and just being able to listen to that voice that, that's been guiding me up to this point. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm not going to lie because I too have kind of just started on my praying journey. Well, yeah. I used to I used to go to the Kingdom Hall. So like, you know, but you know, when I stopped going, I kind of stopped praying. And right. so um like just up until like a couple weeks ago, I said, "You know what? I want to start changing how I'm doing things because you know I went through the shit I went through for the last two years and I had like really shitty coping mechanisms and so I mm -hmm. was just like you know I think I want to do better but I said you know what I can't just change by myself I do have to ask that higher power for that assistance yeah. as well and Definitely. it'd be like crazy like like when you really like take prayer seriously and you work in in tune with it you'd be surprised like the changes you'll make or the things you'll accomplish. You know what I'm saying? When you start mm -hmm. actually talking to God. And so, um, and it's, just, I feel like now it's crazy at 31. Now I'm really starting to see like the benefits of talking to God and having God, having your own personal relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. So, we not really talk. We won't really talk the, 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 the deep importance of it. It was just like, okay, go pray, go pray. And it became mm -hmm. kind of like cliche. And uh, we weren't really taught, like we was taught like the ritual of prayer, like getting on your hands and knees, you know, like saying this type of prayer instead of like, like having that, that relationship where you could just be anywhere, like in a car driving, you just talking to God, like you just reaching out to him and speaking and just letting him know everything that you want, everything that you need, mm -hmm. uh, what you're willing to give up to get it, you know, and just declaring everything. So we weren't ever really taught how to do it, honestly, growing up. No, facts. No, facts. I think, like you said, like, I think they even have, like, a standard prayer out there that they would, like, yeah. teach. And it's kind of like, well, if it's standard, how heartfelt can it be? You know right. what I'm saying? Because it's not a <laughs> one shoe fits all. <laughs> exactly. Like, everybody's journey isn't the same, you know what I'm saying? He he helps us in, in all different ways. And so, like, we definitely wasn't taught, like, no, nah, you need your own relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Personal, With them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I felt like that was like, I, I I really took to that. And I hope that, you know, other readers took to that too. Um, Definitely. And I would just be hoping that the younger generation sometimes, you know, will start looking to God, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, he is important. And to go back to like, you know, like I was saying, how I really appreciated your book, you know, and how, you know, you saying you want to be an agent of change, because like I said, everybody these days, at least from, from what I've seen, everybody got a sob story, right? And so since everybody mm -hmm. got a sob story, everybody wants to be the villain instead of being like the good guy to like overcome right. it. So it's like when you, when, with you being on this new path, I know you had to do a lot of reshaping, like, you know, with yourself, your mindset. Is it hard sometimes to, um, when you're surrounded by people who are kind of like stuck in their trauma? It is. It is, but um, I'm 
also by me being in a place of like trauma for so many years is I understand them. So it's it's hard to be around them, but I have a lot of compassion for them now because it's like I remember being in that space and it was people that loved me through my mess. So mm-hmm. it's like I st- I have that same compassion because if it wasn't for the people that still believed in me, even when I didn't believe in myself then, I wouldn't be to the place that I'm at now. But that's the politically correct answer, but just the <laughs> right. We want the truth. We want the real. <laughs> the, the, how do you real how do you hard, do it? it it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's real hard because it's um every a lot of people had a victimization mindset. So it's like I'm a victim. This happened to me, and um you should they want you to feel bad for them. And it's like no, like that happened to you. I mean, I I'm not gonna minimize your pain, but like that shit happened like ten years ago. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, your grandmother died like 15 years ago, you know, um, <laughs> for real, like it's No, because I had a skit, now. I had a skit where I kind of <laughs> spoke on that and like, and I've definitely, I've, I feel like, and I don't mean to cut you off, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead, um, go ahead, keep on. No, because I've had like, I've gotten into it with people and I've told them like, yo, after a while, I don't want to hit that no more. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta start doing differently just by you you know what i'm saying like we can't like yeah. live behind our childhood issues forever you know what i'm saying yeah. and like Definitely. and i just and it's hard because like you know um when i got on this this path of like trying to promote more unification especially within like the black community and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's like my peers it's like okay we we doing this for the next generation but my peers they're stuck you know, and I don't know, and it's like, and I be trying not to cut people off because I see that they're stuck, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. what do I do with you? Because you really just still think that you are still allowed to move away because of your past. And I just be trying to figure out like how I can be that person to help them, but still not like give too much to people that aren't trying to change. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's, it's that balance. For me, I kind of, people kind of just stop fucking with me or stop coming around me. I don't really be having to cut people off no more. Because it's like when you come around, like you can't come around me and like, I'm not finna, we not finna have a pity party. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what are you about to do about it? You know, like I can help you with some solutions. Like I don't want to keep on hearing about your problems. Every time I talk to you, it's problem, it's the problem, it's the problem. And it's like, when are you going to hold yourself accountable? Like, mm-hmm. the example I used when somebody, I was talking to somebody, and she was just like, man, it's been so hard since my grandmother died. And I'm like, when your grandmother died? And she was like, when I was 15. And I'm like, how old are you now? Mm-hmm. And she I'm 29. I'm like, that shit was like 14 years ago. Like, yeah, you, like, not saying that you, it, I could, you could put a time on grieving, but like, you need to take accountability for like, your laziness and your lack of ambition and drive because you can't keep on using your grandmother's death as an excuse at this point now like yeah yeah like that's more than half of your life you've been living this way so the 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 half prior to you was a kid and an adolescent and now you the the other half since your adulthood you still talking about it so you haven't really lived no life at all so it's not your grandmother that, that 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 died that's causing this it's some internal issues that you need to be working on and if you're not looking for the answers it ain't nothing for us to be talking about. Like, I ain't gonna keep on talking about your problem. Someone of my cloth child. Now I don't feel yeah. bad. 
No, yeah, like yeah, we got we can talk about some solutions, how how we can help each other, but like your problems, like I got my own problems. We all got problems and issues, but like that ain't nothing that I got time at this point in my life to always talk about and focus on. You know, like we we know what the problems are at this point. It's just time to be solution based, like and that's why I wrote the book like Breaking the Generational Curses. We know what our generational curses are, but like what are you doing to actively break those things? And to not pass them on to the next generation. If you're not actively working on it, then we can't really be in the same circle. We can't really hang with each other. I'll, yeah. I'll see what the function or the, the family get together or wherever we bump into each other at. But on a daily basis, like you in my circle, we kicking it. Like I'm only aligning myself with people that's moving forward. Like I ain't, I don't have time for the other stuff no more. No, no, for sure, for sure. Like, because it just gets draining and it gets tough. Definitely. And it's like, you know, constantly listening to it and not changing nothing. It's like, so we're just going to create the same issue. Mm-hmm. Like, and people don't realize, you know, they be, they ended, people don't understand they ended up, they are going to end up being a part of the problem. Definitely. And then, you know, like, and it's like, for me, it's like, I can't be a part of no problems. I'm too old to be a part of problems. Mm-hmm. And I think also having children, I think also having children puts you in a different mindset as well, because you think about the world that they have to grow up in. Right, right. And so like, and with me having two boys, it's like, nah, like, you know, like, even though, you know, they have their dad and stuff like that, I just want to make sure that I'm setting the right example Doing for fair. them now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people who have kids get it, and that's not not nothing against people who don't have kids. But I feel like people who have kids, they do start to look at the world differently and how we can yeah. like be a part of like changing it because you know it's gonna be them next, you know. And yeah. I don't want them being raised in this, you know, dog eat dog world, you know, you know right. us as black people not really coming together, like you know, it just be like nah. So I, just, you know, I really. I appreciate the way you move and the way you yeah. know you do things and the way what you're trying to do. Definitely. Definitely. And so outside of your book, you also do music. Yeah. Also music, do music and poetry. Yes, yes. And I you know, I had to I remember I had the pleasure of hearing you perform at one of our older old classmates' pop-up shop. And Definitely. so what I've noticed in your music, you don't really swear like that. No, not really. Was that was that different for you? Cause I ain't gonna lie, I curse like a sailor still, and I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> but um, it, it it is, and it, it's just more or less like once when, when I it was it was calculated and thought out, um, and it was just one of them things to where I didn't really want the message to get tainted by any any curse words, and not that I don't feel personally that curse words could taint the message, but I just know. The perception of people. Some people would hear it and be like, "Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, it take away from it." He said, "Fuck." He said, "Shit." He said, mm-hmm. "You know." Now it's it make it like they that that give people a reason to to um, devalue it or not listen to it or not consume it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I can, um, if I create these pieces of art without it being any type of curse words or without it being any type of thing, anything that's derogative, it'd be pretty much going completely against the grain of what everything that's out now is. So I just kind of wanted to do that to really stand out and show that you can still deliver the message without having to use, you know, any type of profanity, any type of way just to challenge myself. So when uh, when it comes to writing, it's, it's, it's easier. When it comes to talking, 
that's when it get a little harder because I just that shit just kind of be flowing out <laughs> with conversation, like yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I use certain words, you know, I, we use certain curse words to to emphasize certain points and certain. I want to stop using like, the n word. That's what I want to stop using. Okay. I yeah. did say I want to take that out. <laughs> All right. And replace but, it with what? I don't know. That's the thing. That's, it's, like, it's like, okay, so what's the next synonym? I'll be like, like for me, it ain't nigga, you know what I'm saying? But I'll be like Negro. But I'm like, Negro probably still is offensive to some. You saying, right, like, you call me a Negro? Right, yeah. like, you, right, like, like, damn, Brian, you took it to slave time. Like, like, that wasn't my intention. But like, yeah, because I feel like curse words be making everything feel a little bit more flavorful. But at the they same do. time, you know, it is... It is a skill to be able to convey a message and not use them. Yeah, just to kind of take, go go in and out without using it. So my poetry now, like a lot of the, like, so I started doing music and now I'm really just like a full-blown poet almost. I really kind of drifted away from the music unless I'm working with a live band. But, and that's just for me studying like frequencies and other beats and like just the, um, when I started performing, I noticed that my words was more powerful without the music. So I kind of dropped the, the, the beats. And that's when I really got into poetry. Like I'm nominated for the best poet, the best male poet of the year down here in Houston. So I saw I mean, that. Kinda, I saw that you listened there, a couple. Yeah. I was like, go Ronald. So I was like, look at yeah. I was like, look at you. Cause you know, I remember you in high school, but I don't yeah, I was um, a different person. But the, okay, so I'm, I will say this: I don't really. You were quiet to me in high school. I don't think you and I had that much interaction. Um, yeah. And so, like, I think I was more shocked with the jail part, not so much of who you've become now, because like, right. I just didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just yeah. didn't. I didn't see that. But like, um, but like, yeah, I was like, look at. I was like, you know what? I was like, big ups, because you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody everybody be having, like, a similar background maybe to yours as far as, like, mm -hmm. you know, the upbringing, not so much the jail part, but, like, yeah. everybody doesn't know, or even if they have the jail part, everybody doesn't do that 180 like you did. And I just no. think that it's awesome that, you know, you've been able to make that turnaround and be able to show people that that is possible, that you are able to yeah. do it. Because one thing, one thing that that really, really what it was, I just got back to my childhood self when I did that that time, and I said I did that self reflecting that prayer. Like I got back to the kid in me. Mm -hmm. That's really what it was. Like when I was, like when you say you couldn't really see it. Like I was coming to school, getting straight A's, but then I was like going to the neighborhood, doing robberies, breaking the houses, and breaking the cars, selling drugs. Um, shooting guns and doing all this type of shit in the neighborhood and then i get up in the morning and go to school so i was really having an identity crisis i ain't know i didn't realize it. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh <laughs> <laughs> but it's not an identity crisis in the sense, yeah. i was like ain't no way you getting straight a's and then you're going to rob people like those two things don't work you know like yeah. who are you yeah. and it was like i really didn't know when a lot of people just a message for anybody that's listening especially young men like, we really don't know, young men and young women, I don't even want to make it a gender thing. Like, just young people. You really, we really don't know who we are as teenagers. And then we become products of our environment, products of what we see, you know what I'm saying, we pick up. So for me, everybody in my neighborhood was 
selling drugs, robbing, stealing, game banging. So and I was doing us, what my friends was doing. Yeah, because for us at that era, that's that's being cool. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You being involved in that stuff like drugs and premarital sex and all that like that like that's considered is. cool you know but when you get older mm-hmm. you'd be like that shit was not cool <laughs> it went where it was at yeah. that is like it's like you know what i definitely you know i definitely when i think about how i was as a teenager i'd be like i don't want my kids doing what i was doing when i was a teenager or some of the shit i was doing as a young adult you know what i'm saying exactly. it's like mm-hmm. it's like i've been able to identify like eh, yeah, like, yeah, some of us grew up to be colorful people, got some great personalities, but we probably didn't have to go through what we went through or experience the stuff that we experienced at that age, you know what I'm saying, um, no, to get didn't. here. We didn't. Like, to, to piggyback off that, just going off, when I was, like, like, I'm doing music and poetry and stuff now, but I was in bands when I was in John Hope, when I was in high school. I was in a band, so it was like, I'm still doing, like, I was always this person. Mm-hmm. I just didn't cultivate these talents. Yeah. And my my parents didn't cultivate these talents. So one of the things in breaking the generational curses in my family, for my, for my bloodline, is I addressed those issues with my parents. Like, my father, you pushed me to be an athlete. I'm five, six and a half on a good day. You know? <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> day you know what you know like (laughs) (laughs) right no i get what you're saying though i get what you're saying like i was short chubby i was not an athlete nothing about me said athlete (laughs) but i was always (laughs) nothing i was an artist yeah i I love i used to keep my coloring pencils and my crayons and my my markers in separate boxes you know what i'm saying like i kept i used to draw yeah I made sure when I colored it was inside the lens. Like, I took pride in the art side of things. When I was playing my instruments and band, like, I really picked up on those things. I was able to learn music without having to read it. I could hear notes and know how to play them. So all these things are things that I was naturally, naturally great at, and my parents didn't cultivate it. They were yeah. pushing me to be what they wanted me to be instead yeah. of seeing who I really was and really developing my talent. So when I became an adult, like, after prison and came home, I was like, I'm going to do the things that I always wanted to do when I was a kid. Like, I'm going to live my childhood dream. Yeah. Before yeah. the world told me that I needed to find, a, like, I need to find a real career. Or I need to think about something that was more solid. I need to think about something that was more secure. You know, like, before I got introduced to all those ideas, I wanted to be an artist. Before I knew you had to, you needed money to pay bills, any of that, I was an, art, I was an artistic child. So okay. I'm, I just got back to the kid in me and really embrace that. And once I embraced that, I started having success on all levels. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I definitely said for my children, I want to encourage them to follow their dreams early. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I definitely don't want to... Because, you know, my parents instilled a lot of practicality in me. Um, right. So it's like, you know, you get out and you find a job. Like, you know, as far as like dreams and stuff, like there was no encouragement of following dreams. So it was just right. like... And now I'm 31 years old and I'm unhappy as he- unhappy as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because it's right. like, this You've is not practicing. what I want to do forever. You know what I'm saying? I want to 
talk to people. Like, you know, like people always say, Brianna, you always been talking to people. Like, you know, you could have always been into that. And it's like, yeah, I wish somebody would have told me to cultivate that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I was 16, you know what I'm saying? Like when mm-hmm. I was at Hope, my parents wanted me to get on what is it? the bowling team. I'm like, why would I want to get on a what? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like bowling is fun. I love bowling when I go on dates, no problem. But that's not something that is no. You know what I mean? So it was just like I definitely said that my kids. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be a different parent for when you know when they're when they're coming up and stuff like that. So when you look at this generation of like teenagers and shit, right? What would you say that they lack the most? Um, Human contact and engagement. Which is important. Yeah, everything is kind of like so instant over the internet. Whereas like before when we was younger, like the gen, like we're literally like the generation that that was like that us that was ushered into the this internet thing, mm-hmm. yeah. This internet world, you know, like the first half of our life was not really so tech. It was, you know, it was still we were going outside, mm-hmm. playing with each other, and like just kind of like hanging with each other in a different way, building that camaraderie. Yeah. Now it's like everything is done online, so that's I would say they missing that, and also um. Like they desensitize, like by by us having this internet and everything, like they seeing a lot of stuff and it's becoming normal. Yeah. Like when you could just see murders, like we could just scroll on your timeline and just see like deaths and murders and stuff like, and it's just normal to us. And it's like, bro, like we really watching people die online. Mm. Like these yeah. are real people. Yeah. And we're not. We're we're. It's, it's like it's not. If it's not connected to us personally, it's not like it's real. It's like a a, 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 a source of entertainment. So that's the one thing that I can say they lack, and the biggest thing I can say they lack is that that compassion, that humanization, and that that community of people. Like when we would all go with our cousins and hang out, and people sleep on the floor in this room and making pallets and just like. That part of things, like I don't really see them too much of that. Everybody kind of on their own island doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. What would be your advice to them so that they can help reshape themselves? Um, hmm. I would say just get more involved with the people close to you. So instead of just always communicating through group text or through the group chat or through social media to kind of like set up times where they hang out with each other to really just get to know each other to feel the energy because you know text messages don't have a tone you could you can spend time to figure out how you're going to reply to a certain message or to a certain um dm or anything but when you kind of like with somebody face to face you can look at their body language you can tell when somebody is good like if you could if you could text me good morning how you doing and i could be like oh i'm fine but I could really be like depressed. Mm-hmm. You don't see me if you can't put your hands on me or kind of like see me face to face to feel my energy. You would think everything is okay when it's really not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Definitely. We gotta. It's like, and then it's like it sucks with like COVID too. So it's like, yeah. in theory, yeah. I'd be encouraging people to be at home because of COVID. But it's like, since we've all been inside for two years, I also 
feel like that doesn't help at all <laughs> as well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like it cuts you off from the outside world. And like you said, now we're just all on the internet more. And oh. it's like the internet, man, I ain't gonna lie. It's like it's like a gift and a curse. And definitely. it's definitely, I feel like it's been a detriment to people's like growth, spiritual mm-hmm. growth, you know, people's mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just like everything is a joke these days. Like no mm-hmm. one takes anything serious. And and I try not to be missensitive and always reiterate to people that everything isn't fucking funny. But like right. <laughs> sometimes someone gotta be like, yo. This is not funny. This is not okay. Like, this is a serious matter, yeah. This is a serious matter, you know? And it just, it gets tough because it's like, I be feeling like the only one in the room who's saying that. And then it's just like, okay, so do I just not say nothing now? Or do I just continue to, like, go against the grain? I, and I've chosen to just go against the grain because just because the masses is a certain way, it doesn't mean the masses is correct. So I had to learn to start trusting my voice. And I know that what I'm trying to say and instill isn't promoting like a negative thing. It's really promoting like some positivity and like getting people to be more aware of like how we're treating each other, how we're talking to each other. You know, I'm like, it's like every no one understands shit until it happens to them. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And it's like, so I always, you always got to take it down to a human level or a basic level and be like, okay, so if this was you going through this, would it be funny? Would it be entertaining to you? And then it's, and then it's, well, no. So I'm like, okay, then. So then it's not fucking funny. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Stop making a joke out of it. Like, like, why I gotta, why we always gotta, you know, take it that way. You know what I'm saying? But it just be, it just be interesting. It just be real. Mm -hmm real interesting and real tough sometimes um yeah definitely but if being i was voice. yeah you know being the voice because it's like honestly being the voice for change or being an agent of change I, like we just said spoke on earlier when most of your peers and stuff is already decided to be the villain which i need mm-hmm. i don't understand like why people forget that villains get popped in the movies or the inca- incarcerated the time, yeah. like like yeah. i don't i'd be like i'd be like do y'all is is that where you see yourself ending? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there there's no happy ending for them, you know. But I digress, you know. I just you know I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like sweetheart. I'd be like if that makes sense to you, Godspeed, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what can I ask? What's next for you? Like, what do you see like yourself trying to do next? What's the next thing mm. you're trying to accomplish? over the next couple of years or six months or however? So um, just going into 2022, I want to um, curate more shows, put on more shows. I was just able to put on my, I performed, I set a goal at the beginning of this year to do 100 shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I accomplished that goal October 16th and I had a very successful show. It was a nice turnout. So I want to do more concerts and more shows. Um, I'm actually working on bringing a concert to Chicago. It's a lot I was just going to ask, are you going to come back? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of red tape up there, but we're working through that right now to kind of get that situated. But mainly my, my next biggest thing is to um to just introduce a different way of healing to, to our community. So I'm working on becoming a certified yoga instructor so I could teach like how to meditate and I could teach yoga and I could teach um, the benefits of healing 
and like dealing with just with our trauma. So I got a lot of workshops that's coming. So I'm really just going to be in teaching mode these next couple of years. That's kind of teaching the people I've been able to, um, we just moved into a house. I've been married for three years. Congratulations um, on the house. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm raising my sister. She's 14 now. She in high school. She's doing amazing. I got my two beautiful kids. And um, I've been able to build a level of success in my life. I've been working for myself for the last five years. So I kind of got the blueprint and the formula how to kind of, you know, just how to build and have a, a, a solid family. So yeah. it's really just teaching that, like teaching the things that I do and um, letting people know it's not all peaches and cream. Like it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of compromises. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, sacrifices that need to be made. And just having that balance of a life. So just, just pretty much teaching that, just giving I've been able to write two books. Two? Pretty much. Oh, yeah, I got it. You want to know about my poetry book, Liberating Lyrics? No. Do you really be on no. Facebook like that, though? Like, do you, like, be on social media like that? Mm, no, Facebook. Okay. Facebook just be, like, posts about, like, my family and stuff. Okay. Okay. But Instagram, Instagram me though. I'm gonna send you the link. But yeah, I wrote a book, yeah. another book, Liberating Lyrics, and it kind of dissect my my poetry and some of my songs, and um, just really put them in a written written version. So I'm I'm really able to. I've been able to. I know I'm going all over the place, but over these last past five six years, I've been home from prison for six years. I've been in Houston for five years. I've been able to accomplish a lot of things and pretty much anything that I set my mind to. Or I created my mind, I'd be able to create it and bring it to life. So I just want to teach people like how to really do that, like how to take what's in your mind and make it an actual physical product that you can make money off of. So yeah. my first book, Transformation, turned three years. It'll be three years old next month. Oh so my goodness! I've been able to. I sold ten copies of that book this week alone. Okay. So I'm still making money from. A that product book. that I created three years ago. So I just want to teach people how to do that, teach our people how to do that, and teach them how to heal, how to deal with their trauma, how to grow from it, and how to break those curses so we don't pass it on to the next generation. Well, I just want to say I am, I don't want to say proud, like I'm I'm not trying to sun you or nothing, but I no, you yeah, are yeah, yeah. you you are <laughs> inspiring though, but you are very inspiring. And watching your your growth has been dope, dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I remember when you when you kind of I think when you got out that last time you was into clothes, and you know I was like one of like your biggest customers. Yeah, you, and- was, yeah, you was one of the main supporters. <laughs> when I was I was making clothes in my father's basement. You pulled up to my father's basement before I had anything. I was fresh <laughs> out of prison, like I'm pressing stuff up in the basement. And you was one of the first people that supported, so I'll never forget about that. I mean, you know, I gotta support my peoples, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and I liked what I saw, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually wearing one of the old shirts you made, like what uh the holy temple shirt from like around one of them birthdays that I actually that was the thing. I used to always ask Certainly, you to make yeah. me something for my birthday. A birthday package, yeah. hmm But um I just wanna say that I really I really enjoy seeing everything that you're doing. Can and I say I am, one thing about that before yeah. I cut you off? Yeah. The, what you don't know is that, like, even when, and this for anybody that's listening, like, support your friends because 
when I was making those packages for you for your birthday, like I was able to like pay some bills, you know what I'm saying? Put some food on the table and it was going back into my business. It was going back into my brand. It was going back into my house. Yeah. So it might've been when you like, all right, I want to, I got a hundred dollars. I want to spend with you. For me, it was like, I was able to take all that profit and this was able to put some gas in the car. So I could get back to the store to get some more merchandise. It was able to put some food on the table with for that particular night because it'd be hard. We'd be struggling. So when you invest in a small biz, when you invest in your brand and your friends, you really invest in their dreams. So if it wasn't for you and Rika and everybody that was consistently like buying from me and supporting me, I wouldn't have been able to grow and I wouldn't have been able to get to the point that I am today. So even though it was me that was putting in the work, y'all helped me get to that point it kept me going when it was like all right people really fucking with it you know what i'm saying like you need to go ahead if 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 one of those days when you might not feel like getting up and doing something i could think about child like man there's people that like your shit there's people that fuck with it there's people that support it so you need to get up because it's bigger <laughs> than you now yeah it's people that really believe it's some people that believe in what you're doing so you can't let them down like you might be lazy and tired but you need to get up and do this for them so it, it all work hand in hand. So everybody that's listening, you need to support your friends. You know? Like you need to pour into them. And support is important. That support, support is definitely important. Definitely. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I still want to text you and be like, "Listen, I know you don't <laughs> do clothes like that no more, but just can you please?" Like, <laughs> I'd be like, "Girl, I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some together for you. I'm gonna together for you for the new year." That's my promise. I'm going to put, oh. put a package together for you. Oh, see, 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 that's <laughs> the power of friendship. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell folks, the power of friendship is strong, child, and you never know where it will take you. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's because, but I just want to say, I really do appreciate everything that you're doing, and I really just want to see you keep going for sure. You know what I'm saying? Not definitely when you get to doing your yoga, I'm going to be up in there too, because I said I want to get into yoga, because that's on my next thing is eating better and then meditation okay so yeah get up get up with me i'm the, that's that's my lane okay. i'll be fasting i'm i'm like 90 percent vegan okay really see yeah. yeah okay see i'm not there yet see the most i've done you know i've chilled out on drinking a lot and i've cut out smoking um okay. so i'm right now i'm in the process of like getting them vices together because they were heavy like i was heavy into mm-hmm. my into my vices the way i was coping with certain things and so like I'm starting to get now used to who Brianna is off of that shit you know what I mean yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I used I I was just floating there was just one point no one was talking to me and I wasn't drunk or high you know what I mean and it was just like this isn't how you handle things you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um and so I just want to I want to be that person to tell people like, you know, there are different ways to handle things. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need the weed. You don't need the alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Like meditation, yoga, eating right, Mm -hmm. eating, you know, because the meat, the meat ain't even right anyway. So it's just like, I only eat chicken if it's even real fucking chicken. Um, at this point <laughs> at this point you know so it's just like it's 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 for real and like people don't really be thinking about that all the time and so like i just wanted to i'm really happy that i got you to be on the show because you know we need more positive messages Definitely. we need more 
black voices who are promoting like you know change and things of that nature because mm-hmm. we really don't have enough of that like like we really don't have a lot of that at all no, and really. that's, especially like when I look at my generation I just be like man like I remember my brother he was like you know how you gonna stand out you gotta be controversial you gotta do something crazy I'm like I don't wanna start beef with nobody I don't wanna like right. be controversial like everyone does that and what does that, mm-hmm. it doesn't produce anything positive. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no. like I'm not even a confrontational person. So what sense does that make that I'm out here creating a name for myself being confrontational when I'm really sensitive as hell? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, it just doesn't exactly. make any sense. So it's just like, you know, when I see my people out here trying to be a change for the good, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to, those people I need to be around. Those people I need to talk to. Those are people that, you know, we need to link up and, and do things and talk about how we can do more for our community. Cause you know, like yeah. it, it's important. Cause like, you know, like we spoke on our children going to be next. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I, so. what I'm do you say? Be the hood. I'm about to be the hood yogi, man. Hey I'm man. Be the yogi, the yogi instructor from 63rd. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but you know, you know, we need it. Yeah. We need it. That yoga meditation um meditation saved my life honestly because um just open up on your show before we go like i've had like suicidal thoughts because i deal with ptsd i've seen my closest friends die yeah um i've had to see you know listen to like my closest friends mothers scream as their son's bodies being you know dropping to the ground so like like those type of things still kind of keep me up at night sometimes. And I would I question like my existence sometimes. Like, damn, like why am I alive? Like why am I, why did I survive? Like what makes me so important or what makes me so like special that, you know, that that bullet passed me and it, it hit him. So yeah. that was like a battle that I was having. And um, I still had nightmares behind some of these things to this day but meditation is what really keeps me because that's what like it keeps me grounded and meditation is all about like being present and focusing on the now and not really so much worried about the future and um stressing about the past so i'd literally meditate every day and um just to kind of ground myself and keep myself focused and to really just be present you know because sometimes you will have anxiety about tomorrow like oh my god what's tomorrow how am i gonna do this or I got to do all this. This got to get done. I got to, if you got kids, you know, like my kids and all, all these things, man, you worried about the past, about the mistakes that you made, about who you used to be, what you used to do. And uh, we're not really like living in the now and experiencing the very moment, you know, like we're thinking about the past and we're getting prepared for the future instead of just focusing on now. So meditation really helped me like just center in and um, lock in on what's going on and where I'm at at this very moment focus on how I'm feeling like right now and addressing that. And if I do that every day, then I'm always present every day. So I kind of get into, got into a habit of making sure I meditate um, daily. Like it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. vital for me at this point. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Cause that's where I met with the prayer. I definitely make sure that mm-hmm. I pray every day. Like I'd be like, Ooh, I ain't prayed yet. Hold on. Cause you know, sometimes you be moving too fast or if I'm running right. late for work or whatever, got my kids. But it's just like, nah, like I, I, now I make it like a point. Like I definitely make it a point to, to pray and, you know, ask for assistance when I, when I step outside that door, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, 
Now the meditation comes, the prayer and meditation go hand in hand. You pray, and then in your meditation, that's when you can listen. Okay. So when you're praying, you talking. You declaring, you asking, you pleading. But when you meditate, that's when you listen. Now you can listen to God. You can listen to your spirit guide you and give you the answers that you're looking for. So you can ask for things, but you got to listen to how to receive them. You got to know how to receive them. You got to know how to go get them. And you got to get the guidance to be able to know what to do. So they go hand in hand, prayer and meditation. Okay. okay. To all my black people listening, pray and meditate and save your life. Okay. Listen, listen, for real. But you got to teach me how to meditate. I got you. You got to teach me how to meditate because, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this was a fun conversation. Definitely. I think this is our first time really actually sitting down and talking, though. Look at <laughs> Like it you is. and I. And um, look at that. Look at that. Outside at that. of a group setting, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Or outside of a, a, a business sale. Look at <laughs> me like hey can you send me some clothes so i really thank you for for coming on the show and talking with me i really appreciate you for sure no problem and to my people listening y'all make sure y'all go pick up transform a nation um and then also your poetry book can you say the name again liberating lyrics liberating lyrics please go out and pick that up and then do you want to like have people follow you on IG? You are free to promote. Um, yes, preferably you can follow me on Instagram, Ronald C. Lee Jr. or R. C. Lee. Um, you go to my website, RonaldCLeeJr.com, and you can find everything there. Um, you can Google me. That's Ronald C. Lee Jr. and my picture will pop up and everything that I got going on. So, yeah, just get in tune with me. I'm all about community community building, collaborating working with people like I'm not like no celebrity or nothing like that. I'm you are regular. You are. I mean, according to everybody else, but when you if you reach out to me, I'm just gonna respond like a regular person. Yeah, like I'm not feeling yeah, I just be cool. Yeah, like I'm all about like building and just connecting with people. Like I love like human interaction. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't not interact with people, you feel me? So mm-hmm. I like learn that's how I learn. That's how I grow. Um, I'm ignorant to a lot of different people and lifestyles, so I'm ignorant until I find out about it, until I get to talk to people. So the only way I'm able to learn is through engagement. So I'm always here to connect and build. Um, if you want to book me, go to my website and you can find everything you need. Cool beans. Well, you're going to have to come back on the show, too. Yeah, bring day. me back. I'll be a regular. You know, just, <laughs> let's build it up. Let's build up your bridge, your platform. Let's build up. I don't really be doing a lot of interviews. So what? Did you just post that? Weren't you on? Um, I seen you definitely. You posted something. You was you definitely yeah, did was, an interview somewhere. I, I know I did a radio interview, but I don't do a lot of them. I, okay. That's because I fuck with bro. I fuck with bro. Okay. I, I just if I don't fuck with you, I ain't coming on. I don't really like unless you're gonna pay me. And then now you just now it's a business transaction. You feel me? So it's like true. it's a difference. True. So, True. so yeah, but I, 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 I support what you got going on and your message, everything that you're doing. So anytime that I can come on and, and, and offer whatever I can offer, you got me. I'm willing to do it no matter how big I get, no matter how far this go. You know, I'm always one phone call away for you. So just let me know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lee. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay.
Yeah. Well, I'm gonna close out here. Thank you again for coming. I really appreciate this. This was this was nope. I feel like this is gonna be a, a nice beneficial message to the people. Definitely, definitely. Know that you can you can turn your life around. Everyone, you sure. can you can you can you can be more than what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like to my youth out there, because they be a little hopeless, but you know, like I feel like they just need to know that they can they can have more and be more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely regardless of your, right. your background. But thank you again. I hope you have a nice evening. Get back For to sure. your beautiful family. Yeah, I got to go twist up some hair now. So <laughs> I got to go twist my white hair. Oh, God oh. love me some All black right. love. <laughs> Definitely. All thank right. you for having me. I'm going. I'm out of there. Okay. Thank you. All, All right. right. All right, y'all. So that is the conclusion of this episode. Um, last episode of this pod, last episode of the year, I will return in mid-February, more than likely. Um, I hope that you guys, um, have enjoyed what I've produced so far. I hope you guys will be excited for what I'm going to do next. I just feel like a new name is needed. Um, a new direction is needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know. We get, we're we trying to change some things. We're trying to shake up some things. And it's an, it's an ugly truth in which I used to partake in. But hey, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've learned from it. And I want to help other people learn from their issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's build up that self-esteem. Let's start healing. Let's start growing. Let's start changing our mentality. As you just heard from that interview that I had with Ronald, he is a... He's a felon, you know what I'm saying? But he turned his life around, you know what I'm saying? Now he's into poetry, doing music, writing books, trying to break generational curses. So, you know, there's there's promise for all of us. And I feel like, you know, I'm stepping into my purpose. I'm stepping into, you know, who I am as an individual. And so I hope that you guys will stay with me on this journey. Um, And I hope that, you know, I'll be able to inspire some um, from it. So until next time, you all have a good one and, you know, have a happy Christmas. That's actually coming up this Saturday, (laughs) but yeah, have a happy Christmas and a happy new year.